the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Dim Sum Some Bitch. My name's Aaron here, my personal pals Dave. Hey boys. We have Brick. Hello, boys. And calling from Old Ireland, we have, of course, Old Irish Nico. Hey boys. Hello, boys. To all of you, this episode is—it's time to reflect. It's the beginning of a new year. It's—we're it's, deep into it at this point. We're about a month into the new year now. <laughs> but uh, the activities always do things in a little bit of a time delay. We want to reflect on the year that was 2021. Wow, what a year! So many books, so many words, so many thoughts discussed. But what was the best reading experience of the year? Hmm. Let's find out. We're going to go here, talk to my personal pals, and hear what their favorite reading experience of the year was. Now, the way we do this is it's not necessarily a favorite book, right? We sort of like defined it as the the time reading that was most enjoyable to you. That's your sort of favorite or best experience of just reading something. So it could be a book, could be an article, something on your phone you read in the toilet that was really satisfying time for you, maybe just a giant, you know, who knows. Uh, whatever felt good, and we want to hear about that. So those are the, you know... Open open guidelines here. Let's begin with Brick. Brick, what's your favorite reading experience of the year 2021? Great. So uh, as we've established, I've mostly forgotten how to read. Hmm. So I, I think, and just honestly, I just had to flip through my little reading journal to even remember what the hell I read this year. And there was only one book that I read this year that I didn't have to work to read. Hmm. I think it's just taken me so much effort to... Like, I pretty regularly sit down and read 20, 30 pages, but going to read pages 40 through 60 has it's just become really difficult for me. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to overcome it. But the, the, one, the one book this year that just kind of hooked me and I couldn't stop reading it, and I just basically, I think, went through it in a weekend, maybe two weekends in the backyard, um, was Jane Eyre. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, it's a book I already knew I liked, but I hadn't read in... 15, 20 years, I, I, you know, and I just, I just really got absorbed by it and it helped to do, you know, the canon or canon. I think that helps me want to read things a little bit too. Right. Our own little book club there, but you know, something about that, that book just really hits what I like in books. So that's it. You know, I, I don't even, to be honest, I can't remember the experience of it that well. I know I had it in my backyard and I read it during the summer. Yeah. But I just remember not looking for other things to do when I was reading it. <laughs> yeah, or not really waiting to hit a stopping point and then move on to what else you had to do, whatever. Yeah, this except for be... the except for the uh, Saint What's His Face uh, section. I, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that that sure. part's a bit of a push for sure. Sinjin um, Withers. Yeah, Sinjin. Yeah, still, that's it. That's all I got. This might be a yak baby first, but that was my answer too. Woo! Oh, nice. For similar reasons, I was looking through my list and I didn't really read anything in May. I was having trouble reading anything most of the summer. But um, when we landed on Jane Eyre, I just I got hooked right away. And, you know, I really enjoyed revisiting that that book. Uh, And it's also the first time I read it for something other than school, which, you know, even though I liked reading it for school, I still like did it begrudgingly. Yeah, (laughs) because I, you know, had to. But it was so it was nice to know that I was reading it to talk about with you guys. Yeah, so say that we it was a deadline for us too, but there was still it's it was a deadline not to write an essay or take a test, but just to have a chat with right. uh, personal pals with the Edge Lords. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do you think that um, 
the serialized nature of Jane Eyre had anything to do with it, uh, especially with with Brick, you said about uh, Boogie didn't have to work to read. I feel like Jane Eyre, even though it's dense or long, I guess, it's not really hard to read because it's episodic. It sort of goes through its little, you know, it's meant to be read almost in a cliffhanger style. Did that help or change things at all? Or was it just, I don't know, was that not part of it? Not for me. For me, it's more of a... I did, that that book was more of a comfort food mac and cheese kind of read than than I thought it was going to be when I picked it back up. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's a like you said, it's a story that we all knew. We already read it before, so it's not having to discover new characters. We're kind of going back to old characters, and also the pleasure of rediscovering a book that you liked before. Yeah, the fact that it held it. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yep. Now that I think about it, I, I had a similar experience with Galapagos, which I also think I read either right before or right after the Kerbonigan mm-hmm. book which I had already knew what was going on and it didn't, I think that one took a little more push in than Jane Eyre did probably because of the canon or canon aspect, but makes sense. Yeah. Dave, were there any runners up for you? Any other contenders in your list making? No, nothing that really jumped out when I was scrolling. Nico, what about you? Well, I think this is going to be another Yak Babies first, but uh, my answer is not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This never happens. (laughs) Uh, I just, uh, I think my, so I think my top of the year was the last Expanse book, which just came out in December and is the ninth book in that series. I think that's the longest series I've ever read. I think they stuck the landing really well and a lot of books and TV shows I've, I've kind of watched this year and read are, uh, fall apart by the end. And that, that, Book managed to pay off some some and I, I I wound up listening to the audiobooks of the whole last trilogy and they some of the things the callbacks that they did and the the ending that managed to kind of bring in the entire series was I, I thought was was really well done and then actually the the TV show just ended last night I just watched the last episode of that TV show at the same time and they also stuck the landing even even though it ended at a different point in the series that was it for me. Is that the James Asson A. Corey? Yeah, yeah. So that that whole series, which has been going since I think 2012, is just finished. Yeah. Huh. So the experience of reading for you was satisfying because it like ended properly. Like, do you, are there things about it that were satisfying to you about reading it? Like, did you feel like you were, you know, invested in it? Was it a certain time? Sure. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was definitely a good time. And it's. I mean, those are characters that you know, like how we kind of talked about on our series episode the advantage of a series is that you get to know the characters with a lot more nuance and a lot and you kind of get more attached to them or at least i do when you've been reading about them for 10 years so that was part of it and i think also so the uh, one of the things i think that the, those two guys do really well are they make human villains that are that are they're really hateable and they're they're like kind of cult leader these cult leadery human villains. One is this guy who talks people into just throwing asteroids at Earth, and they kill like hundreds of millions of people. And he's a hero to his people, but he's so fucking hateable. And those kinds of villains kind of appear again and again. But then they also have this whole kind of magic sci-fi aliens from that are completely unknowable element to the to the to their world. And so then the the end of the series had to wrap both of those up. And I was a little worried that it was going to get a little too magic sci-fi for me, but they managed to do it in a way that was both human and wrap the the whole alien thing up, which is great. Surprising. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Were there other contenders in your list too? Any runners up or other possible like uh, notable mentions? I, I would say Project Hail Mary was was a great audiobook. There are slight spoilers for that one. So that that one's about a a guy who goes to like wakes up and he's on a spaceship on the way to this far away solar system to try to try to get this cure for this thing that's killing earth so he's like literally the last chance that earth has of surviving and he goes there and he meets an alien from another another culture that has also gone there because their system is also has this plague that is that's come to it and the the alien is like a spider that doesn't that speaks in music and so then in the audiobook they have the alien speak in music to them oh weird and it's uh it was it's pretty unique audiobook that's cool yeah. that's cool because that's something that wouldn't come across in the text the same way so yeah listening to it in audiobook really enhances the experience in a way that reading it in print form wouldn't yeah my favorite experience jane Eyre was on my list for sure it's like in the in the runners up definitely because i had the same thoughts as uh david brick did about reading it it's the satisfying experience of going back to a, a favorite from another time and seeing that it still holds up and also kind of like having i feel like Ray Jenier, we mentioned this in the episode i guess but i've read it at different intervals and it always holds up so it's always good to go back to it and be like oh yeah this book is still good i still like it another contender i'm surprised wasn't in dave's list for sure was um the first chapter of a swim in a pond in the rain i feel like that was a mm. really huge reading experience for me this year I never was more engrossed in a book than I was in that first chapter. And also the rest of the book isn't good too. I also liked it, but that first chapter especially really hooked me. I bought the book. I bought the hard copy because of the first chapter. So I got a gal or a copy of it from a, the publisher for school reasons. Uh, Cause they sent a request or they sent a inquiry if I wanted to get a copy of it for a creative writing. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll get a desk copy. Why not it's Saunders? And I, I wanted to read it, but I hadn't, it wasn't a plan. And then I got the PDF and I started looking through it and I was like, oh shit, this is great. And the PDF was hard to read. And I was like, I need to go get the actual book of this. Mm. This, is, this is way more satisfying than what the PDF has given me. So that definitely is up there. But I think my number one is reading. It's not totally in 2021, but most of it was, was reading the Rorschach series by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. This is a DC comics black label series that takes it's like a sequel to Watchmen, i guess and sort of a sequel to the tv show as well kind of but takes the character of rorschach and and does surprising things i guess with it i think everyone i, I certainly thought when it was announced that a rorschach solo book is a terrible idea um and the idea of going back to that character seems stupid you know he died in Watchmen. <laughs> what's the point of going back to see like the prologue of, of rorschach whatever and it was totally not that it was something Definitely very different and a really good mystery It hooked me. And it was in a way that I haven't had in a while and I tend to miss in comics these days is that I have to get it on Wednesday and have to read it first thing kind of thing, right? Huh. Sort of like that intensity of like, I want to get the new issue of Rush. I can read it as soon as possible because I'm like, I'm dying to see what the next chapter is. Too often with comics these days, I will wait and, you know, let it stack up a little bit and I'll read them and see what's going on. But that one I, I wanted to get read quickly. And I read with a friend uh, and I enjoyed sort of picking over the details with her and sort of looking at, you know, all those like nuances and, and sharing the experience with that person too. So that was really nice. Um, so yeah, that was my overall favorite experience was reading Rorschach. And I recommend it if you're looking to pick a good comic series up. It's out in hardcover now. It's good. Sorry, how many how many issues so far? When did it start? 12. Okay. It started October 2020. Okay. Or maybe September or something like that. So it's, it was most of 2021. 
with a little little holdover. It's great. If I had to say what's about, I guess it's about like totalitarianism and like how it's it, it seems to be about like being red pills basically. Like how do mm. people get turned into violent extremists okay. uh, online? But it's not about. It, it takes place offline. It's, it's like a detective story, but it sort of has that 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 sort of thematic connection. And does it take place in twenty twenty? Is it like it? It's definitely the future of the Watchmen world. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. I can't. I know it says it somewhere, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. But it's like a couple of years after the Squid Attack and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Like Robert Redford's been president for like four or five terms or something like that. Okay. He's getting reelected because Vietnam keeps voting for him because it's the 51st state. <laughs> and there's a assassination plot around that, and yeah, it's it's definitely worth digging into. There's lots of little. Easter eggs for Watchmen right. fans, art-wise especially, little like details in the background, little panels that uh, mirror echo panels in the book. It's really it was fun to read. Well, listeners, tell us what your favorite reading experience of 2021 was. What did you read that was satisfying to you, or when did you read it, and what made that experience satisfying for you? Tell us on Twitter at yakbabies or email us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com with those thoughts. You can also find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash yakbabies is where you can get our bonus podcast. For $1 a month, we have... All kinds of fun going on over there. It's like a free-for-all. It is self-blackmail that we're asking or we're offering up to you for, for a dollar a month. There's games. There's bro to bros There's draft episodes. There's a whole like multi-hour candy tournament that was just insanity, but also very rewarding. Uh, so check all that out on Patreon. Going to start dieting now for the Easter candy tournament. <laughs> yeah. We're not mentioning ghost jokes anymore. <laughs> Gilchrist is still not finished, right? I think we still have a couple yeah, episodes to go. There's still three left. I'll get one on okay. <laughs> The suspense. <laughs> this the Stygian darkness has embroiled yeah. even the production. Honestly, it affects you when you try and edit it. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, the, the last episode that came out uh, was right where it starts to crack and it's, you can feel dark. the the darkness seeping in. So, yeah. It's not seeping in by that point. It's, <laughs> it's rolling in. Yeah, so there is 100, 101 ghost jokes ranked on the Patreon, too, if you want to dip your toe into that stare into the abyss situation that we all experienced and came out of, I want to say unscathed, but actually not. I think we're definitely scathed by that. And then, of course, our merch at bit.ly.com slash jackbabies, where you can get mugs and t-shirts and posters designed by Brick. They're all very funny and all very good. Get those before they're taken down by copyright uh, claims. Yeah, we won. It came back. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. We defeated the Mars Corporation, and, and we told them, fuck you, and they backed down. It's our cowards. Till then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.